get this kicked off then. Yeah, it's you, man. This. It's over it's to me. Oh, okay, well, welcome to Geeks with Kids, your bi-weekly uh, geeky podcast from a parenting perspective. I am your guest host this week, Matt Moore, all one word. It's not guest. You can just say host. Yeah, well, I'm a guest. It's all right. No, no, uh, you're not a guest. Okay. You're, you're regular now. You're starting oh, to be a regular, regular. man. That's fair. Starting. Oh, you're more regular than Steve. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to Walmart. say. Uh, and with me, of course, as always, is Eric. Bye. And uh, <laughs> and uh, our good friend Hawk. Hey guys, and the prodigal cinematic son Steve. Oh, I like that! Wow, you I like that one back more now. There you go. See, that's the difference, Eric. Uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt gives us respectful intros. Man, Matt, Matt, respectful. Matt gives you a little bit of the wink, and I'm just like straight up real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the do I, it's do the, I have to blank out wank? I doubt that. Uh, no. We've we've blanked nothing out in the last month. I don't think that's going to start. I blanked the out bar now. some things. It's it's 2019. New me, fight me. Uh, so this week we decided since we are now freshly into 2019 officially, after our celebrated hundredth episode, part one and two, uh, we thought we would do a little uh, cinematic roundup of 2018, what we, what we classify as our best and uh, arguably the worst of the year. Uh, and we're going to start off with a little, uh, a little what I like to call the nerdy cinematic roundup, which is sort of the Marvel DC uh, Star Wars uh, combo. And so we kind of chime in and talk about how we all love them or how we all hated them. Either's fine. Um, I guess we'll, we'll start with the big one, uh, Infinity War. <sighs> Hated it. Oh, <laughs> just Waste of your... money. The new Star Wars. There is no Star Wars. Long live. I mean, the Star Wars is dead. Long live Infinity War. You know what? Every, everything that came out from Marvel and Star Wars this year, I enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. No, the, the Marvel movies. I you mean, mean you know, we 2018. Had, yeah. yeah. 2018. Because yeah. we had Black Panther, Infinity War. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse from Marvel Animated, Deadpool 2, which even though it was still Fox, is is a co-pro with Marvel. Yeah, Venom. Venom. Was I enjoyed right. that too, to be yeah. honest. Um, I liked I liked the post-credits in that. I got I got a kick out of that. That for me, I enjoyed. The rest of the movie, I could take or leave. It was the best Venom they've done on screen, I will say. Um, and I liked the little cameo in the post-credits. Yeah, it was a pretty trashy movie. I mean, I yeah, I can't say it was awful, yeah. but I mean, it was it was what I expected, and that's yeah. There yeah, was a love story with the with a person and himself. Yeah, it was a, it was a displaced '90s movie, uh, but yeah. a very well made '90s movie. I concur with that one. And then from the DC spectrum, we got uh, the the cinematic gem uh, Teen Titans Go, the movie. That movie was amazing. I missed. Was it really? Uh, it was amazing. I, I, I didn't miss it at all. I'm not a Teen Titans fan. It had one of the uh, neither, neither am I. I've tried. I tried a couple episodes in that. It, it, you know, it's yeah. pleasant, but it's just it's way too much on the kids spectrum for oh, me. Ha- it had just... one of the best Stan Lee cameos in any movie. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, Stan Lee was amazing in it. In wow. Teen Titans Go. Yep. I'll tell. I'll have to check that out now because that's intriguing. And they make fun of Deathstroke. By calling him Deadpool the whole movie. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, it's it's moved up in my eyes, and, yeah, and of okay. course the uh, the the James Wan headed uh, Aquaman. Yes, never saw it. Quite I did. Good. I, I did. I, I, I did I really, catch it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, it was a it was a great James Wan film. Um, mm, yeah, not not fair. and not the worst thing that DC Cinematic has put out by far. 
Um, I mean, there's a certain level of silly you get with an Aquaman movie generally, but they made Aquaman kind of badass, which was well, impressive. yeah, they, they took they took the period where they were trying to make him badass in comics and basically translated that into film. Yeah, with a, you know, a guy who like enjoyed like New Fifty Two Aquaman. Yeah, it's the yeah. Jeff Johns reintroduction of Aquaman. Fair enough, yeah. I like them in that. Yeah, I would have put it up like as far as uh, the DC universe, I put it against Wonder Woman in that. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, what I think uh, they have had going for them was that instead of like with Marvel trying mm. to ground it in reality, you know, while still introducing all the, you know, supernatural mm. and, you know, and the human aspects mm. and that, I think they just went out for just crazy, like yeah, I, silliness with it. And it somehow it just worked. Yeah, I think after uh, Justice League, they kind of realized we can't really base these in reality. Let's just make them good campy comic movies and it's yes. working for them thankfully finally they figured well, it out in, i think is the first uh like i mean wonder woman can arguably be said to be the first one where they kind of rearranged you know what was happening behind the scenes um, yeah i think aquaman is the true first product of that because there's still a bit of you know transition happening uh, after sure. you know uh, justice league so yeah uh, yeah i think if they stay this course you know they'll have carved out you know their own you know, style and approach to things, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, I mean, they, I don't know if uh, the rumors are true and Ben Affleck's out and, uh, you know, Superman's out and I don't know what's yeah. happening. They're still both, um, pending. Yeah. Pending. I'm, I'm sure Cavill will probably step out. I know I, Affleck, I'm sure will actually want to do a Batman film at some point and I'm sure he'll stick around and kill until that's like not at all a possibility. And then he'll fade. I don't know. Have you seen his face in these interviews? Like he's really not yeah. doing well. Like I don't know whether it's his interest in the DC stuff is waned or he's just personally having problems. The last couple of interviews is because he was going through problems. That's why he went back to rehab. Yeah. So um, hopefully he's better now. He looks yeah. better now for sure. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, the last I saw him, that uh, uh, to quote uh, to quote Rocket, and that he was one sandwich away from fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's a good quick little wrap-up of the uh, the Marvel DC. Oh, sorry, I almost forgot, Eric. Um, also, there was Solo from the Star Wars universe. Passable, fun. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a nice, silly, fun movie. Um, I, I, it's like we were talking about earlier, and I think it's once, once you kind of realize that this is not going to be as serious as like a Rogue One had been, and you kind of just sit back and relax and enjoy it without having to worry about it being too, too serious. I think it, it makes it a far more enjoyable experience. It brought the spirit of Star Wars more into a cinematic form than most of the Star Wars movies have been since the new ones have come out. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Uh, it captured the old school spirit of it, in that, which I think, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's, it's a good that's and what bad. I said, Hawk. A, a good and bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all we want from like our future Star Wars movies? Is just a, a reminder of the past? Like, Not a well, reminder. It, no. it needs to have that feeling of hope and like, yeah. you know. I think the bar is pretty low. I think it's, uh, <laughs> as long as you, uh, you know, don't uh, split the fan base in half and uh, you know uh, try to ruin uh, existing legacies, I think the uh, I think hey, you're hey, okay. Yeah. Hey, you Steve, know? stop being a Russian bot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna save all of that for uh, for either a Discovery episode or a Star Wars episode. You know what? Discovery, the premiere was probably I enjoyed it way more than any of last season. Yeah, any wow. of last season. <laughs> I uh, and I liked last season. The I haven't watched it yet, but but I again very very low bar since the last season had almost nothing to do with Star Trek as far as I'm concerned. Hey Steve, <laughs> saving they it. Talk, they they talk about science. It's funny at times. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they talk about science. 
Wow. <laughs> and they do things with science. Whoa, hey, hey now, hey now. That's many crazy. So Matt, <laughs> yes, sir. What are we talking about now? So I think uh, now, now that we get away from the heated Star Trek Star Wars debate of 2019, we'll save that for later on this year. Um, let's go I into know. everyone's uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go into everyone's uh, let's say top three films of 2018, and let's start off with Steve. What, what, what would you say are your top three films of the year? Well, my number three uh, is uh, a smaller budget film called uh, Upgrade uh, by uh, Bloomhouse. It is mm. a cyberpunk action body horror, or at least that's what Wikipedia calls it. Uh, mm -hmm. It's actually an Australian production, and uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. There hasn't been much in the way of cyberpunk films, which is strange because we're practically living it now. <laughs> but, um, you know, they just can't get the style down. And um, the movie has a small budget, so don't expect, you know, like lots of colors and, 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 and a lot of special effects. It's, it's quite minimalist in that respect, but it, it does what it does uh, with what it has very well. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. At best, um, uh, Tom Hardy uh, lookalike uh, I've seen. <laughs> but what's funny is that I literally just watched this last week and it has some of the best fight sequences yes. Yes. that I've seen in mm -hmm. a long time. The, uh, the the first fight after he lets the uh, the chip take over, well, I was just my jaw. To pardon the pun, my jaw was on the floor. Like, <laughs> like the, the the instant uh, getting up is so crazily yeah. like well done, so well shot. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, Fuck, you got to see this movie, man. I happened to yeah. catch it in the theater, and it stuck with me. Like it just, I kept thinking about it, and uh, when I got a chance to see it again, I was like, yeah, no, this this was a great film. So yeah. I, Definitely, definitely was in my top three for most of the year. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm always a fan of the stuff that Blumhouse puts out because they always seem to find something really unique with everything they put out. Yeah, well, this one, this is this is a new direction for them. I think. Yeah. They do the horror, and I'm like, yeah, this this could be good. So that was my number three. Cool. All right. Uh, okay. Number two uh, was Annihilation, uh, which uh, strangely uh, was put into theaters here, but everywhere else in the world. Uh, was on Netflix, and uh, this is it, it was it was in yeah. a number of uh, major countries where it was yeah. in theaters. It it uh, some of them had like both in theaters and on Netflix. You know mm -hmm. how we have that sometimes. Yeah. But I think in the but, states yeah. it didn't play in theaters. Like it, it did. Was just, it did it? play in theaters. Okay. Right. Yeah. It did, but it had such a horrendously small release it died. Yes. Made any money? Uh, but it's a no. science fiction horror. Uh, based on a uh, novel and uh, written and directed or screened by Alex Garland of uh, Ex Machina fame. Mm -hmm. so, anyway, I uh, I like uh, very immersive movies. It's maybe a little slow, but of, the, of that type of film, uh, I think this one carries itself best for a mainstream audience if you want something that is uh, uh, very much about an experience uh, that is um, extremely alien. Yeah, actually, I'm, yeah. I'm a little uh, miffed because uh, that was going to show up on my list. <laughs> yeah, you can still talk about it. You can talk <laughs> See, about yeah. it now, man. Anyways, yeah. Well, we'll uh, that's, yeah, it was one of those ones I think a lot of people let slip through their fingers this year and that. It was probably one of the best sci-fi films I've seen in uh, ages. And that The soundtrack by uh, mm. Jeff, Jeff Barrow and uh, yes. Alex Salisbury and that. Probably, yeah, one of the best. Um, yeah, the visuals and the, and the sound uh, – soundscapes uh mm -hmm. including the music really come together to create a, a very immersive experience oh yeah Hawk, do you end up finishing the books i did not end up finishing the books and that i was i was going to try and get back to them the other stuff came up and that they're, they're um, quite good 
They're quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a very different from what I've already read of the first book in that. You know, yeah, it very yeah. much. Yeah, featured her descent into this. You know, into that that tunnel. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want mm-hmm. to give too much away in case anybody want, you know listens. Yeah, let's not spoil it because I know book. Steve's right. A lot of people have not seen it, but yeah, but what they what he managed to adapt in it was fantastic. Was uh, great. Yeah, you that know? movie got a lot of flack for the whitewashing of the majority of that cast. Um, I, uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I yeah, don't mind. Sure. But I like Natalie Portman. But, yeah. you know, it would have been nice to have an Asian person there, especially yeah, a Filipino I, person. Yeah. <laughs> in reading, in reading along with that, I, you know, I had a lot of difficulty in that assigning certain, like you know, race or you know. That he, he doesn't talk about it until the second book, right? So <laughs> doesn't really, yeah. Oh, okay. He didn't read the second book. <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't read the second book. It's, I'm definitely getting it, to it. It's fine. I yeah. should have provided a synopsis for Upgrade, and I'll do one for Annihilation. I'm just taking this straight from the Wikipedia page. So uh, Upgrade is uh, a film that follows a man who is implanted with a chip that allows him to uh, control his body after a mugging leaves him paralyzed. And uh, basically, it's you know a story that involves him you know, trying to uh, figure out um, a crime and um, you know why everything happened. Annihilation is... Uh, let's see. The story follows a group of military scientists who enter the Shimmer, a mysterious quarantine zone of mutating landscapes and transforming creatures. So I think that's that's that a is that, uh, that is a very vague yeah. description. Yeah. Of that. That's a problem. It, it's one of those movies that uh, you know you could explain what happens, but it really is about the experience of it. That I, I think the trailers uh, did a better job where it was like Natalie Portman trying to figure out, like like Padme was trying to figure out about Poe Dameron, and you know. Have <laughs> yeah, to make wow, things wow. connected. Oh, okay. So anyway, yeah, it's it's more about uh, emotions like depression and grief um, and self destruction. So uh, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot more going on there than you know Padme and, and um, what's his face. So anyway, that was my second movie. Um, the reason I, f- I feel like it didn't get they got beat up a bit by the critics in that uh, mm-hmm. it, it didn't have, it didn't score the same yeah. kind, of, the kind of love from them that uh, Ex Machina did. Uh, so I think you know. It's hard. Ex Machina was like, it was original and it was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, my number one, I think, will probably come up. So I will just say uh, it is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Damn it. Uh, That was my number one. (laughs) When I first saw Infinity War, I was so blown away by just the the, the sheer impact of that film. And I I saw that one many times. I thought for sure that one would stay number number one. But but I have to say Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was a real pleasant surprise. Uh, If people are avoiding it for reasons of uh oh it looks like just some derivative spider-man i don't know what that's about or it's a cartoon so mm. how good could or, it be or too it's, much of a kid's film too much yeah. of a kid's yeah. film sure you know because it looks it looks cartoony um or uh or they don't like the animation style and they don't know what it's about because i can tell you the trailers well the movie is not something that can be easily explained and uh yeah. so i don't know how they could market it uh this i've seen the film four times now and uh i Gladly go see it more. Um, this is a fantastic film by any measure. The acting, the script, uh, the music, uh, the animation, uh, the storytelling, every single aspect of it is top-notch. So anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that because I, I think other people want to talk about it. But, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, should, should we just pile on? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> like, it, it was my number one as well. Like okay. the, the, the combination of the Miles Morales um, – origin story which is my favorite spider-man story i know we talked yeah. about it previously um they did it with such reverence and um you know 
they did it so well without just pick, plucking it out of the ultimate universe. Like they made their own version of it, but it was still true to the character and what Bendis wrote. Um, and it was, it was so well done. Like the animation style, like Steve was saying, mixed with the, the, the style of music, like they had that pop music, the pop style. Yeah. And very like, well yeah. Chosen. It was, it was amazing. Like it's the perfect Spider-Man movie and the best one that they've Mm-hmm. had on screen ever yeah yeah i agree yeah, yeah i, I usually tell parents if they're a little bit concerned about it or or not sure uh you know whether it might be too crazy for their kids i usually say look if the children are familiar with any of the previous spider-man movies and there wasn't anything in that that scared them or upset them based on you know the common themes of spider-man which often deal with you know loss and death and those yeah. sorts of things uh, and there are some messed up monsters as well uh, then this film should be okay. But I would say it's the most intense. But yeah, I, I would say ranked against all Spider-Man movies thus far. This is the best Spider-Man film. Absolutely. And each of the characters were the truest to their form. Like the Peter Parker yes. was the truest to that to the character in the comics. Sure, he went mm-hmm. through some bad times, but he stayed true to him. Um, mm-hmm. Penny Parker was perfect. Um, uh, Spider-Ham was perfect. Yeah. Um, uh, Spider-Man Noir was amazing yeah. and yeah. the the person who cast nick cage in that role <laughs> yeah. should be given like another truck full of money because that was brilliant um i don't know there's so much you could say about that film yeah like, like sony just oh, um trademarked the animation yeah. style because of how well yeah. that film did yeah uh, well, I hope it did well enough. Like I did, uh, based on its production costs and what it brought in, it, it is considered a success. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, I think they are considering a sequel or possibly a sequel. So, so they we'll they see. have announced a sequel and a sequel. Okay, so they're doing okay. a sequel to the nice. Spider Verse, which will bring back Spider Gwen into that. But they're also going into nice. a female centered Spider Man movie. Nice choice. Cool. Very cool. Both announced a couple months ago. Hooray. Yay. Also, that soundtrack is amazing. I listen to it every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Awesome. All right, so Steve, so that is your top three of the year. Hawk, Mm -hmm. let's move on to you, sir. Okay, so Steve totally uh, just stole one of my... (laughs) (laughs) Only one? Yeah, I will go down this list. Okay. So, um, though I haven't quite finished it, uh, top uh, number three would be uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. I'm quite enjoying this and that it's been a while since I've seen a movie and that that's kind of that does the Tarantino approach yes. uh, well mm-hmm. and that the choppy timelines and that you know just about bad situations going you know more horribly wrong mm-hmm. everyone that uh, was in that that, that uh, joined that film like Drew Garda, Goddard like perfectly mm-hmm. right yeah um, yeah yeah it's perfect yeah, everybody seems to be like you know it's, it, fantastic in their roles and that from jeff bridges right on down to chris mm-hmm. hemsworth i'm watching this very creepy scene with the uh, chris hemsworth yeah night. you if you see this movie you will never forget chris hemsworth with his shirt open and his abs rolling towards you with a pie in hand it is one of the most <laughs> i've been i've been thinking about that for a long time sites <laughs> that will never leave you um what's it's what's funny is that um uh what's his name john ham was not the original choice for that character who i who i don't really? want to ruin. Um, <laughs> really don't 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 talk about that part that part is no, amazing no, no. so everyone no. who's seen yeah, yeah, yeah sees it there's a one scene where you're just like okay that happened uh, yeah. the original person was supposed to be russell crowe oh which would have <laughs> also been good um, yeah. yeah that would have been good but i think john ham is better for the like i mean because it's a period drama i mean he kind of takes that 
mm. dried these days, you know? So I think it worked very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think, I, yeah, I can't, I can't without ruining it say why. I know I'm it's weird, part. but it's like I, he goes from a uh, scene, like one of those kind of scene chewy, kind of mm-hmm. hammy, not to be a, mm-hmm. not any sort of a pun. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, role to his character in that and takes it back down to you know that kind of person we met when he played mm-hmm. don draper yep. yeah 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 you know uh so he's perfect for that what was i else was I gonna say um quite enjoying Dak- dakota johnson in that and even though i yes. she was surprisingly good yeah <laughs> really I'm, good i'm very happy that she's getting other roles um you know whatever people might think of 50 shades you know that that could have actually killed her career and i think Given what she, you know, what she was given in in those films, I think she did the best she could, and I think she does admirably. But yeah, uh, this film and Suspiria for her have elevated uh, elevated her for me. She does so well in uh, in bad times, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew there was something more to her um, after I saw that. Uh, do you guys remember a couple of years ago when she did that uh, SNL sketch that was disastrous? Came off disastrous in their PR. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, you don't remember that? No, oh, no. it was a take on that those army ads and that where the father's dropping his daughter off. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. And she's like, Dad, it's just the army. <laughs> uh they flip it around and that he's dropping her off and that and uh, instead of an army truck and that rolls up, it's like uh, several jihadists in a vehicle with Oh a no. Gun. Yeah. yeah. Looks at her dad, she's like, Dad, it's just ISIS. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad she's uh, she's gone so far. <laughs> Trust me, it's funnier than it it sounds. Uh, I know it. it yeah, yeah. It, it was really funny, but it's one of those moments where you could hear the audience just kind of go, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> like just that that dead silence. You can hear the pin drop. It's like, oh, we may have misjudged this joke. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Anyway. Getting back to that movie, though. No, it's like. Great music and uh, great character drama. And, uh, Fantastic awesome. music in this film. Oh, my oh yeah. God. The the, uh, the the standout in the cast for me was Lewis Pullman, who played the uh, like the bellboy. Yes. Okay? But you don't even know Hawk. Like wait till you get to the end. Like it's uh, he's amazing. Oh, Just good. amazing. Yeah, yeah. He does. So, every, everyone is perfectly cast. It's excellent. Excellent. There was someone in the like one of the. Um, robbers was nick offerman or something yeah nick offerman yeah. i knew it i was yeah. looking at it because he only very used the mustache and you're like yeah. that guy looks sounds familiar yeah. the first time you see him it's about a very, this very wide angle camera and that and yep. i was just trying to focus on it it's like that that is definitely nick offerman <laughs> yeah <laughs> the next time you see him he's wearing a, a partial face mask and that so yeah yeah uh yeah, that's so awesome one. yeah you- fair enjoying it quite a bit uh i can't wait yeah. to finish it tonight <laughs> Number two, one I uh, managed to get in last night, uh, and it reminded me why I really need to check out the uh, close. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I really need to start watching the uh, get away from like sci-fi and you know mm-hmm. superhero on that. Uh, it, it, was was, it was Mamma Mia, wasn't it? It was not Mamma Mia. It was Roma. Uh, oh, the, I still haven't uh, seen oh, it. I've the film that is taking all, yeah, is is, get, is like pretty much <laughs> it's like number one on pretty much every critics list in that yeah. this year, and, that, and I can see why. And that is from Alfonso Carrera, mm-hmm. um, uh, the director of uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, Children Gravity. of Men. Children of Men. Yes. And, I was like, uh, you know, Harry Potter first. <laughs> I should have started with E2 Mama Tembion. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that yeah, a movie. yeah, a fantastic film. Uh, but 
the career of this guy, the, you know, like the list of films this guy's developed over the years is fantastic. And that he's an auteur. Uh, he kind of dabbles in Hollywood and that, but you know, mm-hmm. Lisa, you know, I think Gravity's pretty much the biggest one he's done so far. Yeah, I think yeah, so. This is a, yeah. this is more of a return to what he likes to do since Gravity. Yeah, I'm assu- I'm assuming this uh, is based a lot on his childhood, and that. it's a fantastic movie, and that it centers around a young woman named Cleo, and that who works as a nanny for a rich couple in uh, the Roma district of uh, Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically just follows her perspective and that from her, you know, in her life and that it's hard to talk about because like you don't really see an overall plot develop in that. We're really kind of just watching like a, a, a year, a year in this, in this woman's life and that, mm-hmm. um, you know, you get to see that kind of, that disparity of, you know, uh, in the economy between like the Southern Mexicans and like Northern Mex- Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Um, God, it, it, like I said, it's hard to it, it's hard to describe the plot, and it's you know, it, it, especially without giving anything away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I really recommend everybody see it, if not for nothing else, for the cinematography alone. Yeah, yeah. It, what it little was, I know of the, of the film, I mean, he's so deliberate in how he shoots things and frames things, but mm-hmm. it's very powerful. So yeah, I, it's on my list. In the <laughs> opening credits alone, and that he, you know, we sent her on like for a good two minutes, we sent her on basically just a, a slate floor. You know, uh, no opening music. Uh, all the music in it is is completely in film, so diegetic or non-diegetic. I can't remember what. what uh, I want to say it's diegetic, but I always get this confused. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and he, you know, he takes you know, the way he frames it in that uh, with buckets fulls of water and that that heck, that frame the sky above and that. We, wow. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, it's set piece and that, which you know, is like he he really shows it's how essential, like you know, uh, the set piece for any movie is and that. Um, mm-hmm. There were shades, I would say, I would I want to say of the Godfather and that, and the way he kind of you know manages to roll back time, you know, without the use nice. of, without the use of CGI and that. That's very cool to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is a technical question. I wasn't. I was trying to decide whether he shot this on film or on digital film. I don't know if anybody can answer that for me. Um, yeah, I don't. Sorry, know. I'm looking at the time and I'm trying to remember at the same time. We have cool. three minutes. Cool. Um, Anyways, um, I would recommend anybody sit down and watch it. I thought I'd, uh-huh. I'd end up watching it in two parts, and that I, once I started, I couldn't stop. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so that brings me to my number one. So I think I might just go for it and say. The best of cinematic experience of this year I had was Infinity War. Great. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing with Infinity War is um, that moment in the film when the entire audience is absolutely silent. And you know mm-hmm. that that's the thing. I, I don't know that people appreciate this. A lot of people, when I said that Infinity War was a great movie, a lot of people actually questioned me on that. They're like, what are you talking about? And it's like, well, if you don't like Marvel movies, it's not going to sell it for you. But if you understand that it's the culmination of a 10-year journey mm-hmm. and, and the power of the moments that the film is able to create, that's something very special. You know, that doesn't happen yeah. uh, in movies very often. So, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, a, it's an event, you know, mm-hmm. uh, something that transcends uh, movies in, in a way. So, yeah, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. It's in my top ten. Yeah. Yeah, just no, same with me. I, I remember uh, Eric when you and I saw it with the whole crew of people. And that one moment that everyone knows in the movie happens, and you could hear a pin drop in the theater, mm-hmm. followed by like just random pockets of people crying. 
Mm-hmm. It was it was amazing because we were like it was it, a group of guys with yeah. me and Matt, and we're all sitting there like dead still, and we're like we can't cry in front of each other. <laughs> <laughs> but then like we're hearing like bros down in the front row that is like, <laughs> like and you hear these little sobs popping up all around the theater, and I'm like this is, and it's. It was a packed theater. I think we saw it opening. Do we see it opening day? Opening day. Yeah, it was like wow. the first show opening day. And just the entire theater packed full, everyone crying. And it's like, okay. this is this is not something that you would ever, like 10 years ago, you would have said like, oh yeah, that's going to be a complete cross-section of society in a theater crying over comic book characters. Mm-hmm. It was just a beautiful thing to be a part of. That Plus we were all choking back. Like, we're not going to be the yeah. first one to cry. It's true. Yeah, I mean, for, you know, to come to that, yeah, Stephen's right. It's like, it was a 10-year journey that they managed to pull off without, you know, kind of degrading, like, so quickly into mediocrity like DC did in that. When we actually got there in that, like, it it felt like the end of of a long road. Yeah. DC didn't make it past (laughs) one or two movies. I mean, really, I mean, they're just kind of starting over again, so it's all false. Yeah, Yeah, well, hard. Who was the DC head now? I don't even remember. I don't it's don't not Jeff care. Jones. Anyway, he was. Uh, he had an interview the other day, and he's like, "You know what? We're not interested in joint universes anymore. We're just focusing yeah. on one movie at a time." I was like, "You should have done that five years ago." It's like, yeah. The problem was Marvel had a five-year jump on you, and you tried to beat them to the punch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they still did better than uh, uh, what was that? Uh, that Mummy uh, Dracula oh, universe. Oh, Dark universe. universe. Yeah, the no, Dark Universe. Even, not. They oh, had man. to reboot it once, and then <laughs> and then it ended with the Mummy. <laughs> oh. Anyway, they're, they're they're still trying to figure out how they can um, save gonna, that universe. That's not good. <laughs> they can't. It's, it's done. Yeah, it's, it's dead. Cinematic universes are hard. So uh, you know, whatever nah. people might think of Infinity War, it is worthy of praise for making it to ten years. At and end. you know, they're, they're exactly. starting a new um, uh, cinematic universe in comics, right? They have the mm-hmm. Valiant one now with Bloodshot coming out next year. This year, next year. Uh, it's a couple with years. Vin Diesel. They're, they're, oh well, they started filming it already. Oh right. boy. Well, yeah. Vin Diesel. Okay. And you know how much he likes his uh, universes with his fast, very furious and hey, drifting. Hey. Do yeah. not speak ill of Groot. And, uh, I, and the Riddick, the Riddick, Riddick. universe. I yep. like the Riddick universe. I thought it was a cool universe. I like those I, movies. No, I hope I hope he gets to make more. I like them. So moving on to yes. Eric, your top three, sir. Well, I, I um, well, most of mine was said, so I had to scramble through my list and be oh. like, what haven't we talked about yet? It's funny because there's there's so much from the like earlier in the year, like A Quiet yeah. Place. That I wanted yeah. to say because I loved the Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. I, I loved it. I thought it was neat. I thought it was a neat exercise in filmmaking. I loved the concept. I loved the delivery. I hated Emily Blunt's character in that movie. What? Yeah. Really? I mean, okay. She, she definitely I mean, was not the problem in that movie. No. She. She. Well, it was the okay. teenage daughter. <laughs> Here, here's my argument, and I've given this argument since I saw the movie. Because I, I didn't see it in theaters; I actually saw it very late because uh, I wanted to wait, wait because there was a lot of hype. I'm like, I want to wait and just see what it is. The one thing that bothered me is the movie opens was I think it's 90 days into the outbreak, yep, and all the tragedy happens with that, and then you have the opening credits, and then you cut to, uh, I think it was, oh, it was like a year and a half later. It was a year and a half into it. Mm-hmm when it picks up the story and something like that, it was a significant period of time enough for her character to be pregnant. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. if at three months in 
you're raiding pharmacies for what little supplies are left and you decide after all these things have happened in the first 20 minutes of the movie you know what a great idea is let's have a baby and i i'm sorry everything bad that happened in that was based off a really stupid decision they made to have that baby if you're stealing like cold medication for your son grab a pack of condoms be responsible condoms are not a hundred percent exactly they all have an expiry well sure but it, not, I not necessarily mean, just expiry dates. Sometimes, you know, yeah, things happen. But given yeah. the fact that to to for that to happen, one would assume you would have to be dead silent to have that to, you know, conceive that child. Sometimes Maybe people have some, are quiet. <laughs> but, you know, I think I think Aaron's, Aaron's I know how to be quiet. I'm just being sassy. Sure. Yeah, I, I think what you're, yeah, I agree with Matt on, on some level because I enjoyed the film for what it was, but the whole time I was watching it, all I could think about is the same sort of issues. Like, there, the situation this is terrible enough. <laughs> the situation is terrible yeah. enough that you can't make any sound. But all the the tension of the film is 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 manufactured by having dumb kids and having one more dumb kid. Right, like yeah. it's so unnecessary. There was already enough tension in that world that they didn't need to mm-hmm. to, to multiply it by 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 adding this extra layer, you know. So yeah. anyway, it, it didn't make my yeah. top ten, but I like yeah. it. But it was- well, and and to tie it in with the whole theme of the podcast, that was the worst parenting decision ever made. Is to I'm going to bring a baby into a universe where you literally cannot make sound. Oh, by the way, infant, don't make sound for the first three years of your life or you'll get devoured. They just need like, to live by a waterfall their whole life. That's yeah. It. They'll be fine. <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> one more one thing. This yeah. was a storyline explored in The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, but, but that being said, I am excited to see because they have already said that they are going to uh, make more movies in that universe, not direct sequels, that they're not going to feature the same family from the original, but it's going to deal with other Maybe. people. Now that well, Krasinski's coming back, yeah. So, you know, but I mean, the fact that they're he needs to give to his wife work. That. She's not doing much. Oh, <laughs> hey, oh. Either yeah. way, I, I'm a fan of the fact they're going to explore that. I mean, just the one scene where they're you know lighting the, the the watch light and you see all the other little pockets of humanity around them. I would like to see that universe, but other stories. So I'm excited to see that. This wasn't even on my it. list. Yeah, know. that's even funnier. So what's on your list? Let's see. What was I going through? Uh, obviously, Isle of Dogs is up there, but not it. Um, yeah, Rampage, obviously. Nope. So I'm going to put a... a, a, a <laughs> nope. Uh, I'm going to do one because we had talked about Teen Titans Go to the Movies, so I'm going to do a different children's movie that I thought was really good this year. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a children's movie because I'm pretty sure most of the people going were 30. Um, and it was Incredibles 2 by yes. Pixar. Um, if there's any way for a marvel hopefully marvel gets the rights back to the fantastic four but that is like the perfect fantastic four movie yeah um yeah it it's also one of those rare movies where the sequel is better than the original for me i thought incredibles 2 was the gap between the two of them is so long i honestly cannot remember the first film the first one does not hold up as well as you remember Mm -hmm. it's still good but it's not as good as you remember yeah, I really enjoyed The Incredibles 2 in that uh, I think it had uh, a bit of a villain problem. I think a lot of people pointed that out. Uh, mm-hmm. The villain in the first one was uh, much more kind of solidified in its motivations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a yeah. 
yeah, yeah. I, I i but i i like the idea of um you know them trying to bring back the supers and then you know things happening without yeah. you know whatever people it's a good movie the the raccoon fight pro- was probably one of my favorite yes. things in the whole year um, <laughs> which was just funny um what else okay sicario was all right ant-man we talked about hotel artemis was all right i wish we didn't talk about teen titans go i had a, a whole thing about that um the next two are i'm having a hard time picking between it being two and one because i have one that's super close to my heart and then the other one was just amazingly well i'm gonna i'm gonna go with this one first sure so so um, another one, they're both musical biopics, not biopics, mm, musical movies. Cool. One is Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep. I love purely because I'm a giant Queen fan. Like when people say, do you uh-huh. remember the first time you heard Queen? I actually remember pulling out a record from my dad's record collection and being like, what's this? And putting it on and being like, <laughs> what is this? I was like 10. Yep. Which album? Uh, it was A Night at the Opera. So uh, it was a good one to nice. start on. <laughs> yes. Um, the... It's not the best movie. Like it's not the, it's not the deep dark and you know, um, like going d- deep into Freddie's history. But it was a nice mm-hmm. biopic about how Queen got together. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some things that changed. Obviously, it was it was a, sure. it was a giant tribute to Queen. I think that yeah. Well, I think yeah, that, no, I, was I think yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I think that was the operative word. It's not a Freddie Mercury biopic. It's mm-hmm. Queen biopic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you say it's a fair assessment? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they yeah, they absolutely. do focus in on Freddie more because he was the front man. Yeah. But it was mm-hmm. about the whole band as a whole. Mm-hmm. The, the whole idea of family was very important in that film. Very much so, yes. And I think that's a, a good no, thing. For, yeah, go for it. No, that's great. No, I was just going to say I hadn't seen it. Uh, I did know, you know, there's some details about it uh, that they messed around with. But I'm glad that you think that, you know, as someone who knows the band very well and loves them and, and obviously knows, you know, a lot more mm. about them than I think most people do mm-hmm. that it, it, it that you approve you know of, of what they did with the film so I, I, I'm very excited to see it now definitely yeah it, it's funny because um, Matt was talking about the viewing experience with uh, you guys were all talking about the viewing experience with at Infinity War and how mm-hmm. us as fans seeing it was such a like shared experience and it was so like meaningful for us right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when I saw Bohemian Rhapsody it wasn't a full theater it was near the end of the run mm-hmm. but it was me and a couple other younger people like there was one couple that was 20 mm-hmm. one couple that was close to my age in the 30s and then the rest were like like three or four couples in their 60s and 70s yeah. and like the the thing about sharing that mu- love of music and like we all sat there and then you could see the people like bopping and you can see the people like crying at certain mm-hmm. parts because mm-hmm. the especially the people in their 60s and higher like mm-hmm. they live that yeah it's amazing um, yeah. i could see people like when we were leaving there were people still crying from the mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. film just because the oh, yeah. love of uh Freddie Mercury and freaking um wow Remy Malik was amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah. Hmm. They had some cool things like um Brian May and Roger Taylor got together with their old singer from their previous band, mm-hmm. Smile, and they recorded new music. New music yeah. with air quotes because it was music that they had recorded when they were like twenty. Mm-hmm. Or when they um not recorded, but they wrote it when they were twenty. So there's like all this amazing stuff. Plus they filmed all of Live Aid. Oh, they didn't God, show in the was, film, but, yeah, they, but it was brilliant. Most, yeah, like wow. almost. I think it was an almost shot for shot remake of the Live Aid concert. Hmm. It wasn't shot yeah. for shot, but they had a lot of the the angles. Like it was there, close, there's, yeah. there's, there's there's certain things that they didn't do, but you know, right. 
they had all the but big also, moments in the film, which was yeah. But I also liked the fact at the very very beginning, uh, where Brian and Roger make their little cameo mm-hmm. uh, at the because the movie opens with them setting up to come on stage for Live Aid. So you see all these different texts running around all that. And it cuts to this one shot of these two uh, guys sitting up in the rigging and it's Roger and Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those, like it's, it was just so cool. Like to see them there, you're like, okay, so you know that the surviving members have given this their blessing. Yeah. This is worth it. Yeah. It, yeah. And and they were there most of the time, like pretty much anytime yeah. they did music stuff, they're the music um, yeah. advisors on the film. Yeah. Um, it is it, it incredible. Uh, it, like it, it, it was a, it was an emotional film. The one, the one thing about that film, and this is the only thing that I, I, I even it, it took me a little bit of time just to let it slide because I was like, because it when I went and saw it, I made me feel really old when I watched it. Was there's one scene, and it's not really spoiling anything. There's a scene where they are meeting with their record exec, mm-hmm. uh, pitching Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. to him. Yeah. The record exec's played by Mike Myers. Yeah. Yes, and mm-hmm. he has this little throwaway line. It's like. It's like it's an eight-minute song. It goes all over the place. There's no way that you know kids in the future are going to be listening to this in the back of their car, bopping their heads. Yeah. <laughs> and I la- the people that I was with and myself, we all laughed. And there was like the little pockets of people in the theater were kind of quiet. I was like, because oh y'all are God. way too young to know Wayne's World. You do not get that joke. That's weird. Like, oh. like everyone in my theater laughed yeah. at that joke. It was good. Yeah, yeah, it's neat. Like it was weird because Mike Myers is an amalgamation of multiple uh, execs throughout yeah. their career. Yeah. I know too much about this movie, apparently. Well, that's, that's, that's the reason I said what I said. I mean, I, I have not seen it. I'm hoping that during the Oscar season that a lot of these films will come back, you know, for yeah. you know, short runs. So I'm hoping to catch it then. But yeah, I was very interested to hear what you thought about it in particular. And that's great that you approve. Of the film. Bohemian Rhapsody is coming back in theaters at the end of this month because they're doing a short run that's called the Sing Along Edition. Yeah. Um, I'm like, wow. when was there not a Sing Along Edition? Because <laughs> yeah. everyone was singing. Who wasn't singing along when they saw the movie? Exactly. And it, uh, I, I told Meg, like, I'm so glad you didn't see it with me because you would have been annoyed to hell. Because I was bopping the whole time. I- Feet sure. were tapping. I was singing. Uh, such a good movie. Okay. Anyway, well, now I'm really curious what your one number one yeah. film could possibly yeah. be. Yeah. So my number one film of this year, um, it was Spider Man, but I'm not, I'm going to change it now. To, <laughs> no, don't change it. I mean, no, I'm gonna, no, I'm going to change it. We talked about it. Um, this so was going to be this was going to be my tied number two before one. All right. Okay. Um, so the other one is A Star Is Born. Um, oh yeah, which good call was that. a. I saw it just a couple of days ago, and it is a heartbreaking and beautiful yeah. film. Mm. Um, it's it talks it's it's about a rock star who's aging. He has some you know issues with himself. He meets this woman that you know ends up being the love of his life and like a protege for him. And like the performances were so good, and like they're the ending is. I don't want to say it's the movie is heartbreaking <laughs> as a whole, mm-hmm. and it feels yeah. real. Um, and that's that's like. You got to give like credit to Bradley, um, what's his name? Cooper. Bradley, Cooper. Bradley Cooper, because he he cast he he directed the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he cast his older brother as Sam Elliott, mm-hmm. and the way he did it, he like he was he was talking to him, and he's and after Sam Elliott said yes, he's like, thank God, because I had been working with an acting coach for the last six months, getting your accent and your <laughs> and how you talk. Because, you know, Sam Elliott's very specific. Like his, He's got a very distinct and you, voice. Yeah. And if you're going to be his brother, you're definitely going to sound like him. Yeah. And sometimes he sounds like him. Bar, sometimes the bar eats you. It, it, it's <laughs> so good. 
Like mm-hmm. there are so many like little parts, like little character moments and stuff. Like um, what's his name? Dave Chappelle's in it, and you're like, yeah. How, where did you come from? <laughs> yeah. And he's amazing in it, and mm-hmm. everyone is perfect. And then the ending happens, and you're just like, like yep. heart. It's not heartbroken, but like your heart like explodes with mm-hmm. whatever. Um, yeah. I don't want to ruin it. Um, and it's the first movie where I'm like, oh my god. Do I like country music? <laughs> I think I like country music now. And it's and the bold I, statement, I, Eric. Wow. I actually downloaded the album as soon as I <laughs> saw the movie and I was like, I have country nice. on my phone now. And that's a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're you're in a you're in a place. Yeah. I'm yeah. in a place. And uh, I hope Lady Gaga gets some recognition because she was amazing. I was gonna oh, say, yeah, how was will. how did you how did you find her in the in her dramatic parts? It really good like yeah you don't expect it right because you're like oh this is lady gaga the woman who took her name from a queen song um yeah. see, it, it, it connects yeah. but, um, Flies um, um I, I i wasn't sure about her right because i never i never saw american horror story so yeah, i don't I know if say, she was yeah going. i know she got nominated for something for that she won uh was it a supporting a, or something I mean, yeah for best supporting actress for oh. uh hotel yeah, I'm I'm not surprised because she was toe to toe with Bradley Cooper and yeah. Sam Elliott and all these like major actors in that movie, mm-hmm. and you're just like, you know what? She fits perfectly, and it's not like mm-hmm. you're sitting there looking like that's Lady Gaga. She she's makeup free for most of the time, so she doesn't yeah. look like that persona. And yeah, like, yeah, it's it's yeah. She dyed her hair back to its original brown. Didn't wear. Yeah, she's she's a, a phenomenal chameleon performer because she's created that sort of stage persona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as soon as she drops that, you're like, she's a great actress. Like, no, she's just not being her on stage character. Yeah. There was something about um, she was saying that she was so connected to the character that she had to dye her hair back to the blonde right after the film was done, or she would have been stuck in the whole mindset of that film, mm, which is incredible. This like as a performer mm. to hear that. Yeah. But nice. yeah, cool. Go see it. That movie's amazing. Absolutely. All right, I guess that that leaves me. Yes, make it happier. This is gonna, yeah, this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's gonna be interesting because I don't. I probably mine are gonna be a little more contentious. Uh, so my number three choice, and this is probably not gonna be a popular one, was <laughs> the Happy Time Murders. Oh, uh, what? I, I didn't. I didn't watch it. I didn't. I, watch it. I did not like that movie. <laughs> the, the 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 advertising turned me off, so I don't know. Yeah, you know me what? too. I haven't seen it yet, just because it. it I mean, if it transcends the advertising, then maybe. But I... the, ad- the advertising did not do the movie justice. Okay. It's, they focus on a lot of the really gross out sick gags, and there are a lot of those. It is more of a 50s-style, like, hard-boiled noir cop film than it is a gross-out puppet comedy. Okay. Um, but that being said, it, I got a lot of, because uh, when I went and saw it, uh, Jen asked me, like, well, what was it? Like, how? what did you think? I'm like... I'm a big fan of Peter Jackson's Meet the Feebles. Okay. okay. And there was a lot of tonal similarities between Meet the Feebles and this movie. Hmm. Where, yeah. like, there is a legitimate story there, and they throw in the gross-out gags, obviously, because they have to, because it's Brian Henson basically saying, you know, fuck you, Disney. Um, I'm going to do my own stuff with my own puppets. But there actually is a really good story. I was entertained by it. I went in there with very low expectations. Like, I was expecting mm-hmm. to be like, I'm probably going to hate this. Uh, but I want to see what all the fuss is about. And I walked out of it going, you know what? This is actually a pretty funny movie. Okay. It's not phenomenal, 
but in the because I part of this is I didn't go out to see a lot of movies because I work way way too much. Mm. Um, but I, when I do go out, I kind of make a point of seeing something that I either really really want to see because I've heard it's great, or I'm really curious to see where it's going to go. Uh, that movie was hit or miss for me, man. Like, yeah, I I, I don't know. It just it. I think I was except expecting sort of like an Avenue Q esque level of yes. humor, yeah. and it, it didn't hit that. And I was just like, okay, I guess it happened. It was a, it, there was a lot of sophomore humor, and that's what I was expecting from it. Uh, yeah. But I like the fact that they kind of took that, but then like we're gonna actually gonna craft like this really deep, intriguing story, and it was a decent story. If mm. you had taken the puppets out of that and put people in there, absolutely, it would it would have been a phenomenal like you know hard. It would have been a very dirty movie. Oh sure, <laughs> yeah. Um, but so that was that was my number three. Like I said, I knew it was going to be a bit contentious, but that for me was one of you know the the better ones I saw this year. Okay. Well, you've made Which, me want to check it out. It's it's honestly it's worth checking out. You may like it, you may not. It is like I said, it's a very polarizing film. My list is too long. I don't think <laughs> Roma's can, at the top of the list right now. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, so, see that it, <laughs> it's one of those. If it shows up on Netflix and you have nothing else to do, give sure. it an hour forty five because you're not going to be sure. out anything. Yeah, actually, to me, it just seemed more like a Netflix film, and I don't know why that they put that into why. Yeah, to be honest. yeah. You know, uh, if, you, if was... you if you get any of that um, legal marijuana, that might help as well. Yeah, <laughs> that probably would marijuana. help. It would probably help a lot, actually. Yeah, All right. yeah definitely. Um, number two, <laughs> number two, my number two, and I'm actually again, this is one of those I don't know how people are going to feel about this. I was a big fan of the Cloverfield Paradox. Ooh, I never saw that movie. I saw it. I was not a fan. Um, <laughs> that's too, too. That's that, that's fair. I, I, again, that's fair. I well, y'all know I have very bizarre eclectic tastes. I like films, that. So universe. I'm fine with that. Um, the, the universe is fine. It was yeah. the execution of uh, the Cloverfield Paradox. It it, it just wasn't good. I, I think it was oh. you, Hawk, that was like, "There's a reason why they didn't put this in theaters." I think you told me that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, I guess I won't watch it then." Oh no, it it would have tanked in theaters, hands mm-hmm. down. And I, I'm the first one to admit that it would not have done well in theaters. But for like an early, again, this came out like early January of last yeah, year. Right at the beginning. And it was, yeah, like literally, like, like I think they launched the trailer on the 31st. Like, this is coming out on the 1st. And then the they, first launched. They basically launched it and said, here you go. Uh, totally yeah. unexpected. Yeah. 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 It was a but I, I was a fan of the fact that they kind of, he took both Cloverfield and 10 Cloverfield Lane and kind of tied the two universes together in a way that at least made some kind of sense. As much as anything that that universe can make sense, makes sense. Okay. Um, and I liked the fact that it definitely, because again, for those that haven't seen it, it runs parallel throughout the film. You kind of get the idea. It runs parallel to the original Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is what Abrams had said he really wanted to do with the sequel was to have it be Cloverfield, but from a different group's perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And you yeah. certainly get that. And it, I, it just, I enjoyed the fact that it, it gives you a bit of an explanation as to what was going on in Cloverfield. Mm. That you never really, which was what I liked about Cloverfield was that you don't know what's going on because these are just normal people. And mm. this kind of gives you a little more of the, the scientific explanation as to what's going on. Now, granted, it was a kind of a, a ham-fisted force of, here's the story, here's how we tie this into the rest of it. I'm like, okay, cool. But I, I just enjoyed watching just that movie in and of itself and then the fact that it tied in at the end i'm like that's amazing i was a big fan of it nice yeah so that's and again i knew that was going to be contentious because people it's very again polarizing people either absolutely loved it or absolutely hated it and i'm totally fine with that mm. um, and you're number one 
My number one, uh, ironically, Eric, ties with your number two, which is Bohemian Rhapsody. Bam! Bam! Um, And again, for and we talked about it before, so I'm not going to go into a lot of more lot of detail. But I just I like the fact that I could sit back and watch this entertaining slice of history. Yeah, like you know, especially because you know the near the tail end of it, I I lived through some of it, so Mm -hmm. I'm like I remember. I never didn't see the live aid, but I remember certainly it being a huge deal when yeah. it happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was kind of you know I've obviously I've watched the footage of it yeah. since since then since you know it first happened, and then seeing that you know on screen, I'm like that is amazing that they were able to recreate this and just Remy Malik perf- almost perfecting the mannerisms of Freddie Mercury. Mm. Yeah, his 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 like movement coach needs to be commended. That was amazing. Yeah. And yeah. especially looking at that going, wow, I'm so glad they did not stick with Sasha Baron Cohen mm-hmm. as that. Oh, yeah. I think he would have brought that down. Yeah. I, I think he would have done a good job with it, but I think I don't think anyone could have removed the fact that it was Sasha Baron Cohen away yeah, from exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you're putting Borat in this very important yeah. role in that. And it's like, it's like with his recent output in that, it's like it's something he just didn't deserve. Exactly. I, I don't think he can sing like Rami Malek either. Grammy Malik was a, a really good singer. Oh uh, no! Wait, I yeah. thought it was. I thought it was mostly like kind of the lip syncing t- to the music. Uh, but he, he sings like parts from Smile song, so yeah, he, he actually had to sing. Okay. Also, they mixed some of his voice in yeah. with Freddie at, at times. Yeah. They did a really good audio, like yeah, a mix. lot of the like the the studio stuff they show in the movie was was Remy, and then when they actually do like the live aid, they actually just put Freddie's voice yeah. right in. There's a cool little trivia bit, like you know how they show the at the side of the stage they have the big screens, right? Showing mm-hmm. what's happening on stage. They yeah. actually just put up the original footage of Live Aid. <laughs> so nice. Um, oh wow. There's there's a little yeah. thing, so you can actually see Freddie Mercury on stage there. That's cool. So they had to sync all his music, his movements, not to that. Yeah. It was perfect. Like yeah, they they I mean, were very very precise with exactly how he was moving on stage because they wanted to try to recreate it as much as they could. Mm-hmm. Once you see the movie, go on YouTube and look up like the Live Aid comparisons because they have it yeah. side by side. It's cool. nice, nice. Yeah. Should we? I know you did your number one. Should we do like a honorable mentions? Just because there's a lot of movies that people haven't seen. Like, yeah, we can do that. Go, Steve. Oh, okay, sure. I can right. go unless Matt has some ready to go. Uh-uh. No, no, go, Steve. Uh, well, one one of my honorable mentions was one that dropped off the top ten because it actually wasn't from this year. But if you haven't seen uh, Loving Vincent. Uh, I highly recommend nice. it. It's on Netflix. Go see it. It's yeah. now on Netflix. It is a uh, sort of a semi-fictitious story about uh, Vincent Van Gogh, but the entire thing is hand-painted, so that's why. I, wow. Like, okay. Oh, it's beautiful. Seen... It's a beautiful film. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen anything like that since... Uh, remember uh, Richard Linklater did the two Waking films? Life. Yeah, yeah Waking and, Life. And then, yeah. And, then, and then adapting a Scanner Darkly in that. Scanner yeah. Darkly was yeah. surprisingly good. Yeah. 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 The Loving yeah. Vincent one is especially because they try to do it in his style as well, and they actually oh, recreate cool. some of the paintings. As yeah. Yeah. So, story, so it's a very mm-hmm. yeah hawk you know how you're talking about those two previous those are done digitally um loving vincent they actually painted every frame yes oh, wow yeah yeah they had there yeah every single frame is yeah. actually a painting yeah yeah amazing that's so, impressive uh, yeah um anything else I, I can't i can't remember my uh, my top 10 now that's so. okay go hawk <laughs> oh man i know this was kind of the problem for me is like, i i didn't get out to see enough films this year in that um Stuff that uh, films that I've actually seen this year I really had an impact. I, I always went out and saw like the the Marvel any Marvel uh, mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, we talked. Yeah. So uh, I guess a runner up for me it had to be Ant Man the Wasp, which I think was a fantastic like sequel to you know the original. 
mm-hmm. which which was kind of which was an underdog in that because I think a lot of the guys at Disney thought the original Ant Man was going to fail. You know? Yeah, it had a rocky kind of a you know production in that one, especially after firing Edgar Wright or him. I don't know, <laughs> either quitting or being fired. I don't know. Um, it, it was a very satisfying sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, it came right after Infinity War and that, and uh, they, I guess they didn't want to give it too much gravitas and that, so it, it was yeah. kind of the perfect, you know, ant- antidote for the depression we all felt at the end of Infinity War. <laughs> it's so true. Well, it's yeah, so true. it had to be. So yeah. it, Right right until you say to the end credit sequence, and then you're just like, oh. Oh, yeah, oh, I forgot oh, about the sound. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. We have more, there's more movies coming out this year, yeah. so yeah. we're good. But I, right. I give I give Ant Man credit for that one because it was actually able to it was one of the it was one of the few first times in a, quite a while where it's like the post credit actually was important because you needed to see that to build up what was happening next in the universe. Yeah. What other, were there any other films, uh, Hawk? That uh... um, if, if I'm gonna put any attempt in, uh, I did want to get into it now because I think we're gonna do it on a future episode now. But uh, if you mm-hmm. haven't seen, if anybody out there hasn't seen Bandersnatch yet please oh sure yeah. oh yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah. we'll yeah. definitely do that soon yeah, yeah. Without, without going into it uh it was yeah one of the most unique cinematic experiences in that nice and possibly nice. something yeah, that's pointing, pointing towards the future in that you know yeah. of interactive yeah. uh play between go like, see it now because yeah. if the lawsuit goes oh, badly it'll be off mm-hmm. netflix they're gonna, they're gonna, they got sued by the choose your own adventure people yeah oh what the f ever yep i know Mm. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> can you cop- can you even right. copyright like a ch- uh, you know have giving somebody a choice? People I, will try to yeah. co- to sue anything these days. Yeah, yeah, I think it's because uh they asked them first and they said no and then they did it anyway. Just went ahead. Well, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, it, it was it was like Bo Diddley, you know, losing in court all those years over the Bo Diddley beat and that. It's like you can't copyright a beat. How can yeah. you copyright giving choice? And well, Lego Lego was trying to copyright their blocks and they failed. So yeah, yeah everybody's everybody's going for it. Oh, I found my top ten list. I'll just uh, I'll just list off the movies without saying anything. Uh, cool, it's, cool. Uh, after Upgrade is Deadpool two, then Infinity War, then yeah. Bad Times at El Royale, mm-hmm. then Suspiria, A Simple Favor, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, and uh, the tenth movie was Vice. Hmm. Uh, nice. Oh, okay. I still haven't seen Vice. Yeah. 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 I would say go yeah. see it for, for the performances. Uh, mm-hmm. Little. Left-leaning, heavy-handed, but sure. the the transformation of Christian Bale and Amy Adams is incredible. Hmm. Uh, I don't want to get into too many spoilers. Now. I just had to ask in that the hunting rifle accident uh, they, was it was it an accident? They no, it, it's it's actually just something that they roll into uh, like a, a mix of things that happened. They don't ever yeah. really explore it actually. Okay, interesting. You film it, but but they didn't actually explore. Yeah. Okay. But I, I do want to give also a big shout out to Steve Carell as Rumsfeld in that because he was <laughs> eerily yeah. out of type, out of cast in that. And he did a really good job with that <laughs> creepy little troll he, of a man. As he got yeah. older, he looked more like, yeah, unfortunately at the very beginning, he looked a little bit too much like Steve Carell, but maybe because Donald Rumsfeld actually looks like Steve Carell. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does have a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, I guess for me, um, yeah, I'm going to talk about Isle of Dogs. That was a good yeah. movie. Go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Won't You Be My Neighbor is probably one of the best documentaries. I've seen in the past year. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Mr. Rogers. Um, Hotel Artemis was all right, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought the idea was neat. It was like, um, uh, it was sort of like John Wick, but from the hotel perspective. Yeah. In a um, building. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sorry. Crazy Rich Asians. Everyone has seen. Um, mm-hmm. Mission Impossible. I really liked. Mission Impossible Followed was fun for last year. 
I thought Henry Cavill was actually good in a movie. Yeah, he was amazing. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't don't shave off that mustache, man. Yeah, a simple yeah, favor, like Steve it. said, was quite good. Um, Ralph breaks the internet was a really good sequel I to Wreck It Ralph. I um, the hate you give was also very good based on the book. Um, if you haven't read it or seen it, go see it. It's about um, violence on black people in the States. Um, as well as this is probably the one that I'm going to get the flack for. And it's probably one of my f- most fun movies of last year. It was Bumblebee. Which I've only fair. heard good things about it, but I, yeah. you know, after the first Transformers movie, I was just like, I'm out. So if, if I know they, it's if, nothing to do with that. And I know it's different people. So it's sort of connected, but sort of not. Um, if you took a, uh, I hope this is a reboot because if you took Bumblebee and mixed it with an Iron Giant movie, that's what you get with Bumblebee and okay. I love Iron Giant. So cool, cool. Um, it, well, it was, it was actually really good. So um, I'm surprised. Plus the soundtrack is amazing. Nice. <laughs> Download it. Uh, I think that's it for me. Oh, and Tag. Go see Tag. Tag was surprisingly tag, yeah. funny. I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like for me, I had Tag. I had Deadpool Two, which was one of the few times I've ever seen a sequel become superior to the original. Yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't really give that enough attention than this. It, that yeah. was just, that was my fourth movie. It just, yeah, just that's fair. We didn't even talk um, about Black Panther, also quite good. Well, and I was about to go into, <laughs> and then Black Panther, because mm-hmm. that movie, you know, broke all kinds of records, uh, mm-hmm. and rightly so. It was phenomenally done for, again, for a Marvel property that a lot of people were real skeptical about whether it was going to do well or not. Uh, and it was just cast beautifully again. And that one, again, the soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, it, was, for those. it was good. It was not my top 10 of Marvel, um, simply because I, the third act kind of suffered for me. Um, I, they just th- tried to yeah. throw in way too much in that. It, it just, yeah. I, yeah, see, I'm, I'm, I'm a Michael B. Jordan fan. So for me, that was like, okay, I, 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 was, I, I was a fan of me watching too. him play, uh, play Killmonger. Uh, yep. Creed 2 for me also was really, yep. really good. I was actually very surprised oh, by that, that one. Yeah. Huh. I, I sort um, of find it funny that in the MCU, it's it's a great place for actors who who had horrendous like superhero roles to get redeemed, you know? Cause yeah, you, absolutely. You, you know, like uh, Ant-Man, you know, uh, cast um, uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, and, and yep. uh, oh, yeah. cast, uh, well, although I liked his Batman, so I should. I, I liked Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Yeah, as a, as a young boy would. <laughs> yeah, but that was, she was in the last good Batman movie from the Tim Burton, like that early Warner yeah. franchise. So yeah. it's still a proper, yeah, Tim right before Schumacher got it and screwed it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Billy D. Williams will always be Harvey Dent to me. I'm sorry, I said it. I don't care. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad he was. Bill, uh, he was uh, Two Face in the Lego movie. The Lego movie, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I loved that. That was great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that takes us to since we have a little bit of time. So let's. Uh, everyone's. We'll just go with our what we classify as our worst movie of 2018. And Eric, I'm going to start with you. Yes. So my like, I like bad movies in general. I'm going to preface this right now. I love watching bad movies, especially The Last Jedi. No. Oh, <laughs> Why is everyone trying to push my button? Yeah, this is yeah. This is <laughs> stop it, bullying at this point. No, but I like I like cheesy um, Christmas movies. So like we yeah. talked about it in the Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. And, like I was really looking forward to um, the sequel to A Christmas Prince, which is A Christmas Prince: right. The Royal Wedding. Mm-hmm. And nothing mm-hmm. about it was cheesy and fun. It was just disappointing the whole way through. So that was the worst movie I saw last year because it made me sad that I couldn't even laugh at it. 
it was yeah, just bad. you were wanting it to be bad, but it, it just it wasn't it wasn't entertaining. It wasn't bad cheesy, like it was just bad, bad. Nice, nice. It was just uh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh Steve, what are your thoughts on your worst movie of twenty eighteen? Um, you know, it was hard to make the the top ten list because even though I did see a lot of movies, uh not very many of them made lists. And even in terms of bad movies, I was having a hard mm-hmm. time because there were a lot of very mediocre movies. But yeah. for me, the film that offended me the most was The Predator. Um, that movie, <laughs> I still haven't seen I, it because of you. Yeah, it's don't, not even that I had don't. expectations. It just—it's just a mess. It's just—it's a really messy, really edited uh, slapdash. I, I don't know what happened. I'm sure they changed the ending at some point, or possibly removed entire sequences because mm-hmm. the film feels like it's edited in such a way that they want to just hit you with action so that you don't yeah. notice what they're skipping over. But you heard it, about the uh, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless, the the whole film has this pacing issue where it's like hyper, like it's just trying to yeah. get through. In it order made, to uh, I watched that, it made me yearn for Aiden Brody. <laughs> yes. I like that movie. I like, well, I, like that, I like that one originally too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, like the pre- I like Predator. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, so that, that movie one, was uh, just... Uh, I had a high hopes in that because, it were, you know, Shane Black returns, you know, writing the yeah. script and directing in that. So, oh, I thought this was going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I was hoping because of Shane Black, but yeah. regardless, though, even if he wasn't involved, the movie is just, just horrendously put together. What was the last That's good fair. movie that Shane Black did? Iron Man three. I did not like Iron Man three. I thought that movie was horrible. Uh, what was um, that? Oh, there you go. This Bang Bang one. Um, because that that was the last one I remember bang. liking him from, yeah. and that was a long time ago. That's two thousand five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, he did the nice guys. That was all right. Oh, that was. I enjoy. I enjoy the hell out of that film, especially uh, Gosling. He was fantastic. Yeah, he was <laughs> hilarious in that movie. When, when you <laughs> when you talk to the doctor, tell him you have a spiral fracture. No, 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 no. <laughs> we can say that the nice guy was all right. The nice guys were all right, but he also did the Lethal Weapon TV show. So. Oh, he, uh, <laughs> Okay. Back uh, down the list, Shane Black. Yeah. Oh, uh, friend. Oh, um, so I so I was having a little trouble picking one. So I thought I'd pick one that uh, the trailer and the premise of it offended me so much. I decided never ever to see it in that. <laughs> the remake of Death Wish. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I th- when I saw it, I, I did thought, watch it. Yeah. Horrible time. Uh, first off, yeah. horrible, horrible, horrible timing. Time. Yeah, like you know, for the the last couple of years, and that you know, with yeah. the Ameri- you know, with everything that's been mm-hmm. happening in America, and that you know, the idea of a guy picking up a gun and you know, taking taking out vigilante justice on what he yeah. did, was yeah, wrong. Oh yeah, I forgot about this movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. Willis. Yeah. <laughs> right, you know. Oh, Eli Roth did it. That's unfortunate. Oh. Yep. Yeah, I know, and it's like it's kind of typical because that's the way his career has been going over the last couple of years, and that mm-hmm. you know, um. I really don't know what he what he's trying to accomplish in that. The last thing he worked on like extensively, I I think was the was the Green Inferno. Green Inferno. Yeah. Which, you know, it was uh, you know back to form you know, for him. I guess, you know, Ugh. moving from Grindhouse over, you know, or torture porn to Grindhouse over to um the old cannibal uh movies and that from yeah. the seventies. Yeah, ex- exploitation, yeah. Exploitation movies and that. And it's you know, I, I don't know why he he did this. I don't know why Bruce Willis agreed to it. You know, money, but money. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you say it's ill timed, and I felt that as well, especially with the uh, 
the music choices and everything. It was all trying yeah. to be so hip and cool with the trailers. But yeah. On the other hand, maybe it's the right time, you know, for the audience they were aiming for, you know, I'm just saying maybe, it wasn't yeah. for us. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, that was, a, I did actually see that film and it was, it was very mediocre. It wasn't yeah. nearly as offensive or nearly as. Yeah, it was just kind of meh. It was like, yeah. But yeah, bad timing. I definitely agree. I don't even remember it coming out in theaters. That's how mad about it was. Oh, it was early in the it, it it had a it had a really short run because I think I think when it was released there had been a mass shooting like a week or so before oh, it. And yeah. so it got released and people were like, We're not seeing this and then it just kind of disappeared quietly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, that same thing almost derailed the first season of The Punisher in that um yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people were were really afraid about like you know, presenting this kind of subject mm-hmm. material in the, in the wake of uh, all these tragedies that kept happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? um, other than that, I mean, like you know, it just you know, from everything I saw from it and that, it just kind of ruined the experience of the first movie. I know there was disastrous sequels, you know, with Charles Bronson and that deal you know, that sure play, that played the eighties. Amazing. Now. The yeah. first but, one was but at an least amazing had Charles movie. Bronson in it. Yeah, yeah the Charles first one Bronson. was a really amazing movie in that about you know a quiet, quiet man and that who had a horrible tragedy mm-hmm. happen to him and that. And, yeah, you know. yeah, and it's a slow build because he's a pacifist, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's a lot less straightforward for him yeah. in that first film. Mm-hmm. I know, and the violence in it, it, it always seemed to you know it it was ex- it felt explosive, at, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, it had some, it had, you know, it, I don't want to say meaningful, but you know. I think what the the in the first movie you know, they really kind of used it effectively. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think it walked it walked that line that it needed to, um, and it, it it did it just right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so yeah, worst probably worst movie of the year, Death Wish. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. What about you, Matt Moore? Um, you know what? And I we were talking about this earlier, and it's it's going to be a contentious <laughs> again because I've nothing if not contentious. Uh, Holmes and Watson, <laughs> <laughs> but. It was not, I hear that from everyone, though, except for Steve. But, he, but here's the thing, and this is the reason why I didn't like it. It, in and of itself, was not a horrible movie, but it's a movie that should have been made and released about ten years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because it was a, a great, great parody of the Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Sherlock Holmes franchise. Absolutely. And I love those movies. I got most of the jokes they were going for with that movie, but I'm looking at this going, this is about. Uh, it was about 10 years past when it should have been made. Yeah. What's funny is that they're making another Sherlock Holmes movie. They could have just held it and released it around yeah. the time. Maybe. What's the new Holmes movie? Sure, with Downey Jr. and Jude yeah. Law. Oh, Ooh, oh yeah, they really they're, are. They're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're picking, up. They're yeah, pushing they're picking it up. Wow. Yeah, no, interesting. Interesting. He okay. needs work, you know. Jude yeah. Law. Holmes and Watson, that's a problem. Like it yeah, it wasn't a good movie. And I'd put yeah. it below like, some of the other movies that we've been talking yeah. about. Like, yeah, Solo and Venom, those are far better than Holmes and Watson. Holmes and Watson is yeah. dumb, right? But yeah. I mean they, they actually tried with the costumes, they actually tried with the cinematography. Yeah. So I gotta give the movie credit, you know, and it had a I mean, it had a plot. They they you know, had Alan the Menken Predator. come in and write a song to it. So I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, the Predator had no plot. I mean, it literally yeah. abandons its own plot several times. So like, yeah. at least Holmes and Watson followed through on its yeah. story. So I, I really want to see Predator now. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Like like Holmes and Watson, by all accounts, was a relatively well done movie. It was just ten years too late for it to have been released. Yeah, and yeah. I I still wish that when they would first start developing the movie, which was about ten years ago. They'd stuck with the original cast because the original cast was uh, Will Ferrell was playing Watson 
and Sasha Baron Cohen was playing Holmes. Oh, oh that would have been, that been fun. That would have been a real, like, I love John C. Riley and I love Riley and Farrell together. They're a great team. I would have loved to have seen Will Farrell play the straight man to Sasha Baron Cohen's mm-hmm. uh, Holmes. Cause I think that, cause it's not something Will Farrell does. He doesn't usually play the, the straight man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Um, that would have been, been more, a, more of an interesting film. Well, and especially because it would have been coming on right on, on the tails of Talladega Nights. So it would have been like, okay, let's switch this around and we'll have the play. I think it, it, it probably would have worked at that time, at that yeah. time 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah, the movie had the best intentions, but it was just, it was just 10 years too late. And it just mm. all the joke. And there was one sequence in it uh, where there's, there's the Holmes and Watson, the two women they're in love with go on this picnic in a park yeah. and the women are from America and they're in Britain. So they have this big debate yeah. about whether America or Britain is better. And you know, I'm watching that. I'm like, <sighs> this scene was written for this movie to be released in 2018. Yeah, because it's like all of a sudden they're throwing Trump jokes in. Oh, yeah, no, they really that, were. They, they it did. just it felt so slapped in. Yeah, um, and I mean, you know, the movie's a failure when before they release it, the production company's like they try to sell it to Netflix. And Netflix says mm, we're not interested. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Netflix turned them down. Everything. <laughs> Yeah. When Netflix says, no, we don't want this movie, they said, okay, I guess we'll just do a cinematic release for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, at that point, they're just like, let's see if we can make anything off this and cut our losses. Yeah. Uh, probably the worst kind of injury the movie did in that was uh, to John C. Riley because he was coming off a very good year in that because uh, uh, Stan yeah. Laurel apparently is like one yeah. of the highest rated yeah. like, critics' choices. In that. I'm um, really looking forward to it. I think he's actually got three or four, like, you know, films in a row where he's. Yeah. yeah in contention so i think the film won't hurt him but it, it's yeah still wreck it ralph who came out and he's yeah 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 and is the was the sister brothers as well i think that people have uh, that's right it's another mentioned one, him for that one yeah so there's there's he's got a he's got a bunch of critically acclaimed roles good yeah. you know what's yeah. funny is i'm looking at this list of movies that came out in 2018 and there was one movie that i actually blocked out and it was the worst movie i'd seen oh cool last year okay and it was Never. super troopers 2 oh <laughs> Like I, I totally remember, forgot that I saw that movie, and it's so disappointing. As well, you, you told forget. me. Yeah. You told and me about this. You actually, you, it was so bad. You actually had to tell a friend in that how bad it was. Yes, <laughs> I was like, don't watch it. I know wow. Super Troopers is good. I like all of Broken Lizard's movie, even like yeah. what was that salmon one about the restaurant? The salmon, the slime and salmon, slime and salmon. I thought that yeah. was hilarious. It's hilarious. But this movie was so bad. Yeah, so incredibly bad. Like, the jokes it, were bad. They it was they almost in, yeah. Salmon. It was almost insultingly bad to their fan base. And like you know when Americans make fun of Canadians, and you're like ah uh, yeah you're doing yeah, those yeah. old digs. Uh, it was a whole movie of that. And oh, you're like, yeah. this is not funny. Film. Wow, yeah. it's not funny. It's no. just bad. And like I love the Broken Lizard guys, but yeah, they they that no, yeah, that was, yeah, that should not have been crowdfunded and produced. No. <laughs> oh god that was so oh, bad. that's a good mix yeah. of worst movies right? oh, oh yeah. so bad <laughs> so bad um so so as a quick little palate cleanser before we sign off for another another fortnight um does anyone have anything coming out in 2019 aside from the the obvious like um you know, end game uh that they're really Star looking Wars. forward to seeing <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, is that yeah. actually coming out this year? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Christmas 2019. December 19, I think it is. Something. Yep. That's not yeah, the movie I'm looking forward to the most, though. They yeah. should have released right. Solo at Christmas. What a yeah, waste. They should have. Yeah, really should not should've. try to make. Don't try to go head to head with uh, Marvel. You're not going to win. 
even though it's all Disney and you know it's all money yeah. to them regardless. Like yeah. just well, big spots. They would have been competing against Mary Poppins, which I don't think is a conflicting film, right? I like not in any universe. Good. It was a good movie, yeah. They could have done both easily. Anyway, Matt, yeah. is there a film that you're looking forward to? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a, a list of mile wide of stuff that I'm looking yeah, me forward too. What's to. What's the most um, the most you're looking forward to? It part two. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yes. nice. Yep. Uh, yes. yes, I agree. September 9th, twenty nineteen. I am with with bated breath, looking forward to seeing them close out that story. I hope they yeah. can maintain it because you know, like even with the TV series, you know, the kid part was way yeah. more interesting than the adult part. Right? Um, it's, it's funny. James think... McAvoy had an interview the other day, and he was like, "I was so uncomfortable being on set with Skarsgård." That it was like, like yeah. I don't. I, we're not having fun being actors right now. We are yeah. not having fun. Oh, Bill, being an actor. like, like Scar- Scarsgard made a point of of messing with every one of the individual characters. Yeah. Like the actors, he would just nice. go out of their way to make them uncomfortable. Yeah, nice. Because like, because he was at a disadvantage because he had, like they hadn't he'd already done the role, so he's like they already knew what to expect from him. So he's like, okay, I got to kick this up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Props That's to him, so man. Good. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so give us two more because um, yeah okay I'll pause, I pull my list out yeah, I know. Um, you have a list you might as well give us at least I two do. more mm-hmm. okay so uh, that, you know it part two is like my number one like I am waiting for September to roll around um, Brightburn I am real curious to see okay I don't even know what that one is oh mm-hmm. you have, okay download the tra- okay download yeah. the trailer to Brightburn it is I can't remember who did it and it's gonna bother me but it's basically the premise is what happens if what would happen Ooh. if Yes. Oh, I do Superman. know this one. Yes. yes. When Superman yeah. shows up and he's evil. Yeah. That's um that's what's his name? Guardians of the Galaxy, dude. James Gunn. That's yeah, James yeah, Gunn. James, yeah, James, James Gunn's Gunn. uh, redemption film. Yeah. Yeah, it's just James Gunn's, you know, James flipping the guns to Disney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that one, and I'm real curious to see that because that the trailer looks phenomenal. And <laughs> um it's it would be cool to see a superhero horror flick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, nice. nice. Which again, there's another one. It's not high on my list, but it's uh, New Mutants is supposed to come out next year too. So speaking of superhero horror flicks, yeah, we'll see if they can pull it off. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious. Interesting. But um, the the other one that I'm really, really, really looking forward to seeing is uh, well, there's two more. I'm gonna be greedy. I don't care because I'm hosting. Hey, yeah, uh, us. Jordan yeah, plays us. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. 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 I'm real, real curious because the trailer looks really, really impressive. Yeah. Uh, as well. And also, uh, just to go against form. Uh, Tolkien. Ooh, no, no, I'm looking forward to that too. That was the amazing. Tolkien biopic. Cool. Um, Nicholas Holt is because Nicholas Holt playing Tolkien. I'm really curious to see what they do with that. Cool. Yeah. Especially because yeah. it's it's as much as people know his works, they don't know a lot about the man. So I'm very I'm intrigued to see them do a biopic on an author that everyone knows but no one knows anything about. I wonder if they're gonna show his friendship with C.S. Lewis. That's gonna be. Oh, you know they have to. They have to you do the writing too, right? Like they yeah. Have to. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, yeah, nice. yeah. So those are that's the short list. I, there's a whole ton cool. more. I'll no, I'll text good. you guys my list of all the ridiculous stuff that I've seen coming out that I want to see. But yeah, nice. Go, Steve. Yeah, so I was gonna uh, say Steve. Okay. Um, I didn't really have a list, but just looking at the what's coming out, there's man, there are a lot of movies I am feeling very scared for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are <laughs> the ones I I say. But, <laughs> Lots of remakes, a lot of like, oh, I don't know about this. Is I don't think this is a good idea kind of movies. Uh, Alita but, Battle Angel, is that one of the ones you're seeing? Yeah, you're like, well, <laughs> that Hellboy one. and, and, and yeah. The ones that I want to see for sure, though, are uh, the Pet Cemetery. Um, yep, that oh, was yeah. on my short list. Uh, 
yes it has made it possible to believe that a stephen king remake can be good so i'm i'm very curious about pet cemetery because and I, it's I always, and I it's like lithgow it's john yes. lithgow yeah, playing yeah. so good yeah he's so um, amazing. Like, come on let that give the man something scary again exactly uh i'm really uh curious i'm not sure i'm excited but super curious for shazam yeah uh, yeah because it potentially could work so yeah. that's another one and um levity in the dc universe man that's that's a good thing yeah i, I do i do think that's a better strategy for them uh yes. i mean that's the thing with aquaman is it was a silly movie and i think that served the film uh, yeah Hmm, you know, those are really the only two that I'm super excited about. Everything else I'm nervous about. The Terminator movie, the Alita movie, uh, Spider-Man? Yeah, everything else. Spider-Man, I'm going to go see, but I'm not, yeah. like, I'm excited. Yeah, excited, excited. Yeah, Fishbowl! So, yeah, those, those, oh, and John Wick 3. So it'd be John Wick 3. Yeah, yeah. that was the one I was going to say. Cool. Uh, sorry, sorry. That's anyway, right. those were the three. But, uh, yeah, well, what else for you, Eric? Uh, oh, God, um, let's see, because you took the my number one. Uh, no, that's okay. That's fine. I can think of more. Without adding any of the the Marvel ones, I would have to say I want to see Lion King. Yes. Sure. Yeah. That movie yeah. intrigues me, and I don't know if I can take watching Mufasa die in a photo oh. um, manner. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they'll handle it well, though. I mean. Yeah, but I don't oh, think yeah. I can handle it again. Like my. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um. <laughs> sure. um uh, like. What's it called? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Joker intrigues me. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little bit scared. That's one of the ones I'm kind of like, oh, Hellboy, yeah. Joker. It has, De- it has De Niro in it, though, so I'm willing to give it a shot just to see where they go with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I know what my number one is, but I'm trying to see if there's anything else in between. Because I know I'm going to see Toy Story 4. Obviously. Sure. That's going to be amazing. Yep. Men in Black International, I, I like that series, but I don't know. How... It looks good. It looks good. It has potential. Yeah. Uh, and that... Hem- Hemsworth, so he's good at playing sort of serious and silly. So. Yeah. yeah. I think of all the uh, you know attempts at the cinematic universe, they were trying to create one between like Men in Black and other films, but I think Men in Black as a setting has the greatest potential to have spinoffs, you know, and yeah. on without Will Smith, right? So yeah, I think uh, I think that could that could be a good film. The one that I'm really looking forward to, and I don't know how it's going to happen, and if I'm going to like it because I'm not a fan of this universe, mm-hmm. I sort of know it. Is Detective Pikachu? Oh, that's one of the ones I didn't want to say. Like, that yeah. movie just intrigues me. <laughs> I mean, it, it has it has the Ryan Reynolds factor to it. So Ryan Reynolds, it could be good. <laughs> it it could be sense. good. It doesn't make sense to have Ryan Reynolds in that movie. That doesn't. That doesn't it does make sense. Apparently, no. <laughs> he's hilarious as Pikachu, yeah. and I don't know, like seeing that, like the live action people, and then like. Not really photo real Pokemon, yeah. but sort of. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the, it, it took that. It took that uh, photo meme of people doing the photorealistic Pokemon, where they look really, really creepy, and kind of toned it down a bit. Yeah, so they they're still it... creepy, but they're not that creepy. Yeah, it. I don't know. There's, there's something like, especially Nintendo has been so guarded on their properties since the Super That's Mario true. Brothers disaster. Dude, so for true. them to do this. Mm-hmm. has to be something big right you mean that amazing yeah. movie with bob hoskins i yeah. love that movie in a in a in a childhood pink glasses over my eyes way oh, yeah because i have a First super game. scope six mario? over there yeah um, mario 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 i'm luigi mario god <laughs> so bad it's so bad but it had but it had a had a soundtrack by um 
was 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 what were their names? Roxette? Rock, no, um, Annie Lennox. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So Detective Pikachu is my number one. I don't understand it, but I want to see it. Fair to, enough. That's fair. I just have to see it. I don't know why. <laughs> and Aladdin, but whatever. Disney. No. Hard no on Aladdin. Yeah. Oh, Hawk, by the way, you did you hear about oh. the the uh, the screenings on Dark Phoenix the other week? Oh, no. no. Oh. They're saying that it's the worst of the oh. X-Men movies. God, that's and, so hard to accomplish. And well, was the other one the, on my list there, right? I'm like, this, I don't know this is the this. worst part, is that they recreate scenes from The Last Stand. Why? What? what? <laughs> why? Because, I don't know. Like, God, why? On so many levels. Uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> Maybe well, the writing to... was on the wall and Marvel was going to take over and they're like, oh, I don't way know. Way to go out with a bang, eh? Yeah. Good thing they did that 200 what thousand dollars of reshoots the past couple sure. months? Oh, smart! Oh, please! I'm really hoping that the reshoots were the last stand recreations because that would make me giggle. <laughs> I hope. I don't know. Do you think? Let's get Vinnie Jones any, back. Like, any plan on actually merging? Like, could they like maybe hint of an MCU like reinclusion or something? That the only like- way they could do that is if they do it from the modern day Fox film. So that would be Deadpool and. Those people. They've already canceled Gambit. They've canceled yeah, yeah. The new properties. But but yeah. I think Deadpool is such a hot property that they can yeah. bring it over. Mm. Um and yeah. start it with maybe an X Force film in the That would be cool. Yeah. And I mean again, fingers crossed for new mutants, because that can be kind of the you know, the dip in the water to carry it over. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like I'm hoping Endgame like merges the universes. Yeah. I think that oh, I'm, be the I'm sure it will. Oh, well, I'm sure it will. I'm sure certain characters are going to exit and they're going to need to fill the new roster. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. 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 Because there can't there can't be a nothing happening. They can't it can't reverse everyone dying, but no. it has to be something drastic enough that the universe. I mean, and we are, and we already know that two get that two come back. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Two, yep. three technically. Um, Maria Hill, Spider Man, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Fury. Nick. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, you know, happy, even though we didn't necessarily know if he was gone or not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hawk, what do you have, sir? So you guys pick most of the good ones, especially oh. the, Steve, the Stephen King ones and that. Those ones I'm yeah. really yeah. looking forward the to. The new Godzilla is uh, next year. That's what I yeah. was going to say. Nobody mentioned Godzilla. I didn't say that Monsters one. In that. Yeah, that one is right. top of my list. Nice. Uh, Captain Marvel. I'm yeah, really looking forward to. And that. Yeah. I, know, I know it's been, you know, like, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's been a, such a weird year in that, uh, especially uh, capping it off with the whole thing with the Gillette ad. <laughs> that really yeah. brought out the worst in people in that. But I, I think this is go- this movie is yeah. going to surprise a lot of people because um, yeah. Marvel, Marvel, yeah, they, they know how to pull this. You know, they, they oh, usually yeah, yeah. know how to how to play it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Captain Marvel, uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Um, one of the ones. Oh, um, Quentin Tarantino's coming back this year with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that, and uh, that'll be good for uh, my my kind of a uh, surprise one. I'm gonna say Dumbo. Fair. Uh, That's fair. That is a surprise. I, I, I don't understand how you can take Dumbo and focus it on the humans and not on Dumbo. Well, I, I, you, I, I, I can see it, but I don't. It, I, uh, 
Well, if you're going to take the if you're taking the racist crows out, you kind of have to focus on something else. And, 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 yet, you, and yet you want to see Detective Pikachu. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. At least I don't know how that's going to end. I know how Dumbo is going to end. <laughs> yes. You know what? One movie we didn't talk about: hmm. Scary what? Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's one. Of them. That's, that's on my list. There's a couple others we didn't talk about too. Uh, like Zombie Dora Land the 2. Explorer. No. <laughs> the live no, like, action Dora. Zombieland 2 is coming out in the fall. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I think that's winter, um, isn't it? Uh, late fall, early winter. It's like mm. November-ish. Fair. Uh, what else is oh, so? Son of Shaft is coming out next year, mm. starring Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. Wait, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but he's not the Shaft in it. It's his uh, nephew, right? Yeah, but well, he's Shaft. But it's it's like the the little side joke they had in the first yeah. one with yeah. right. You know, and so the other Shaft, the original one. Yeah. Richard Roundtree, you cinematic illiterate. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember right now. It's so um, late. What else we got? Uh, I got Velvet Buzzsaw I'm real curious about. Mm, yes. I just yeah, saw that trailer. A, a, a Netflix original. I'm real curious about that one. So that's from the what director of Nightcrawler. I started yeah. Nightcrawler. I never finished it. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal is going to have a good year next year. He's that's a good year. Very good year. Yeah. Um, uh, here's a surprise one I didn't see. Yeah. Masters of the Universe. Nope, that's not in. Oh, okay. Moment. No. Yeah, no. Well, I saw it on um, the list of upcoming and so. Yeah. Okay. No, that, there is, that, uh, that, that just got a, a re um a initial script sent yeah. in, yeah. and people are like, eh. It's it's in development, so it yeah. could yeah, get some traction. Uh, Ad, the new Adams Family reboot is coming out in yeah. October. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that on the list. Which and that one I'm real intrigued because it's Oscar Isaacs and uh, I think Charlie Theron, interesting. Gomez and Morticia. Cool. Interesting. Uh, and like a movie if, too. Yeah, that'll be something. Well, we know one of the art directors, so that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and Eric, I'm surprised you didn't mention Cats. I'm not looking forward to Cats. I hate that. Uh, really? Hate that musical? Really? But bro, Idris Elba. Yeah, Id- Idris Elba was also in the Dark Tower. Um, yeah, hey, he was. Oh, he was yeah. good in the Dark Tower. He that was, was the only thing movie. good in that movie. Like, give I the love man that credit. universe. I, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, but uh, it sounds like we definitely had a, a good year for movies this mm-hmm. 2018. We definitely have a lot to look forward to in 2019. Like Star Wars. And yeah, there's also Star Wars. Oh, you are such we, a troll at this point. One day, you know Eric. One day. If nothing else, we can finally put <laughs> Bam, a cap the chorus on... on. We can finally we can finally put a cap on the, the sequel trilogy and let that you know, sad, sad little baby go to bed. No, it should have been bam to the moon of Endor, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> to live with cuddly um, cannibal, cannibal teddy bears. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna save it all for future multiple Star Wars and Star Trek uh, specials to come. I'm absolutely absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, on yeah, that yeah, note, uh, yeah. yeah, I think on that note, I think we've had a pretty good little roundtable discussion on uh, mm-hmm. on film here. So I will. Uh, I'm gonna kick it off here. I think we'll do a uh, just nothing else to do but say uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Yes, Yay. thanks. Yay. Yay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidstn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. 
Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.